1: Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. The Volume. Get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers who deposit $5 or more can get a no-sweat bet. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. How cool of a deal is that? All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It takes 90 seconds. And use the code COLIN. C-O-L-I-N. This is the best deal you're going to find. New customers. It's a no-sweat bet. Up to $1,000 if your first bet loses. How cool is that? Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code is COLIN. The crown is yours. Bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com/slash promos for deposit wagering and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How about a little instant reaction on the dubs? The Golden State Warriors 110-99 win over the New York Knicks. So when the football season ends, um, and during the late part, you know, the playoffs, I start watching some NBA stuff in December. A um, little bit, and then in January, but I'm, I'm really locked in on the NFL. And then NFL season ends, I go on vacation, I come back, and I start watching a couple games a night. So tonight I sat down and said, you know, I'm watching Dubs-Knicks. We hit our DraftKings parlay tonight, our three-teamer. We took the Warriors to beat the Knicks in New York. Without Andrew Wiggins, uh, they win. We took Draymond Green to have over 5.5 assists and uh, Steph Curry to have over 27 and a half points. Um, again, Julius Randle doesn't play for the Knicks. He's been out a while, and Andrew Wiggins didn't play for the Warriors. But they've won seven straight road games. And I, you know, I've I've talked about this. I I, I really have reservations. And I, I there are a lot of times you'll see a really good young team like Oklahoma City is really good. They're they're not getting to the NBA Finals. They're just too young. SGA uh, Holmgren are really good players. But this is a this is a man's league. In fact, that's what's interesting about the Warriors is right now they have three young players they're going to have to count on in the playoffs to some degree to win. Now, Jonathan Kaminga is a kid I talked about two years ago. He came out of high school, went to the G League. I remember the first time I saw him, it was like a second or third game. I was like, oh, this kid's going to be special. Really long, really twitchy, really dynamic. But he's only 21 years old now and he's been in the league like two and a half years. You know, he wouldn't even be in the league yet as a college football player to the NFL, that's why you have to be so patient. I mean, in in the NFL, if you come in and you're a quarterback, I'll give you until Thanksgiving of your second year. By that time, you know Daniel Jones, it's not going to work. Sam Howell, it's just not going to work. Kaminga, it is like in year three now. And he's just now flourishing because he went high school right to the G League and to the Warriors. And the Warriors have a pretty sophisticated system. James Wiseman couldn't catch on. D'Angelo Russell was there for a minute. They wanted him out of town. It can eat up young players. Jordan Poole, just too goofy for the system, not reliable. So Kaming is just a kid. He's a baby, 21 years old. But that dude is tonight, uh, 25 points, 8 rebounds really, really good around the basket, excellent finisher, and they're going to have to – he'll start, and they're going to depend on him for 34 minutes in the postseason. Um, And it's okay because Draymond at the other forward is gives you, like, the grown-up, the adult, the experience, and Draymond's very much a coach on the floor. They're also – Moses Moody now has been around a little longer. um, A very good on-ball defender. They're going to rely on him to play, start or not. Uh, also, uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Now he's a second round kid out of Indiana. He probably, you know, he'll get some bench play. He's young as well. He's 24 years old. Second round pick. Nice job by Mike Dunleavy Jr. To find him in the draft. Uh, interesting player. They have Sarich, they have Jackson Davis. So they've got some length. They're not as small as they were. So, But they're going to have to pivot from these veteran players, Clay Thompson now coming off the bench, uh, Steph Curry, Wiggins will be around, uh, Draymond Green, Sarich has some days on his resume, but you're going to need Moody, Kaminga, and the young kid out of Indiana to give you real minutes. And the Warriors, the small ball thing always cracked me up. You know, there's two things in the NBA I kind of roll my eyes at. Everybody talks about how, mobility works. No, it doesn't. It worked for LeBron. It worked for LeBron. When he went to Miami, he got two titles. It worked for him in Cleveland. He got a title and it worked in LA. He got a title and it worked for Kevin Love who joined LeBron and Chris Bosch who joined LeBron in Miami and Anthony Davis who joined LeBron in Los Angeles. Mobility isn't how you build championships. That's not how it works. It worked for LeBron in three places. Okay, going to Miami, coming back to Cleveland, going to Los Angeles. It hasn't worked for Kevin Durant other than one time he goes to the Warriors. Since then, Brooklyn didn't work. Phoenix, bit disappointing. So the mobility thing, you know, that that's not winning titles. San Antonio mostly had a core group. Golden State, they won before KD, they won a title after KD. You know, Boston gets Drew Holiday, but that team for years was built around Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart. Now, I like the upgrade to Drew Holiday, but their two core guys are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So um, I, I think, you know, mobility is something we talk about all the time in the NBA, and I just sort of roll my eyes. The other thing I kind of, you know, people talk about small ball. It worked for the Warriors because they had the three best shooting players, the best shooting backcourt tandem ever. Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, for most of my life, was the best shooting backcourt ever. And then supplanted by Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And then they had Kevin Durant. Yeah, they had the three best shooters of all time playing together. And they went and got Bogan at one point. They got Kevin Durant. They weren't that small. Um, there were... Small ball lineups that worked for them, but it doesn't work now. They're pivoting off it by getting, you know, Looney, uh, Trayvon Looney has size, Saric has size, Kaminga's long, Jackson Davis is long. He's kind of a forward center, six nine, six nine and a half. So they're just they're not they just more formidable in the front court than before. So small ball worked because really. The Warriors had unique players, a wing in Draymond who can defend bigs, and Stephen Clay, the best shooting back court ever. That's your small ball. People try to duplicate it. It didn't equal titles. And mobility doesn't really work. It worked with LeBron several times. Um, I think the Warriors are really dangerous. I really do. I think they've won seven straight road games. Um, they have a nice mix of young and old, and they have one of the highest. IQ. They have probably the smartest team in the league right now between Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr, um, Draymond Green. You've got, I mean, you've got a lot of games. You've got a lot of games with those guys. And that's why I would take them head to head over an OKC, even though OKC is built for the regular season. The regular season is, uh, it is a complete marathon. And, you know, for older teams who are doing load management, You know, I mean, like LeBron James has a great fourth quarter, you know, uh, against uh, the Clippers. He would prefer not to play the following night. You know, and he took the Celtic game off with Anthony Davis. These old guys pick their spots. Young guys get injured less and they heal faster. So I think the Warriors are going to be a real team. And uh, it's a nice mix of old and new. And I really like watching them play. It it is, you know, the other thing about the three-point shot, which... I think is overstated. I think so much of analytics in baseball um, and in the NBA is based on regular season um, games. And, you know, these are these are long. You play the averages. Analytics are averages over the course of time. But when you get into playoff basketball or playoff baseball, you just got to get outs. You go into a series, you're going to bring starters um on three days rest you're gonna you're gonna use them in late innings a starter if you have to win a game six or a game seven so the analytics go out the door you manage differently you use your bullpen differently you use starters differently on fewer days rest and in in basketball playoff basketball becomes very situational it becomes very much about get a basket that's why Kawhi leonard has been when he's healthy a very good playoff performer get a stop get a basket doesn't have to be a three and so I think this Warrior team is obviously going to rely a large part on Steph Curry hitting threes. But they've got a lot of guys that can get you two now. is a guy that's really good around the 10. Uh, they've got size. They don't have to shoot the ball as well. Pods is a nice rookie. He's the next Clay, But um, can be a little bit of a slasher, which I like. I don't think you have to rely on threes. And I think small ball was over- overstated just due to unique generationally
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at
1: americanexpress.com slash with Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward draft coverage. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports, like all-time NCAA scoring leader Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, and many of the upcoming NFL and NBA first-round picks. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out the most popular trading card brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more. For those NFL Draft fans get real-time trading cards, After players are picked with Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards, right after they happen, visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Coward Draft coverage. I think the NFL Combine this week, let's talk about that. The Combine really isn't about the measurables and the performance. What it really is, is a chance for general managers and personnel people in the NFL to get together and a lot of late nights, a lot of beers, a lot of cocktails. And it's like they say, a lot of business gets done on the golf course. A lot of stuff gets done at the combine. Um, I thought my guess was that Justin Fields would be moved from the Bears to Atlanta around the combine. That you just, you know, you get a couple beers, guys sit down. And what I what my guess the way Justin Fields would work is that, yeah, I don't know exactly what you do, but like the Bears have the ninth pick, Atlanta's got the eighth pick. Maybe you swap those in a third rounder, something like that feels reasonable. Uh, So, the Bears move up one slot and get a third rounder. That feels like something you could do for Justin Fields. I don't think he's going to be a superstar in Atlanta, but I do think you can argue he'll be the most talented quarterback in the NFC South, where he's just not. He's not as good as Jared Goff. And I don't think he's, I don't think he at this point is trending to be nearly as good as Jordan Love. So, if Kirk Cousins comes back for two years, Kirk Cousins right now is a more efficient quarterback than Justin Fields, and so he would be the fourth most reliable quarterback in the division. That's not a good place for him. I think it's a much better place for him uh, to go to Atlanta, where, you know, Baker and Derek Carr are, you know, they can win a lot of games, especially Baker. He's won a playoff game. You know, he's a playoff quarterback in the AFC and the NFC, but in terms of overall size and talent, whip, arm, you know, Justin's a pretty special player, so the, the combine to me, and we sent John Middlecoff there for the volume, the combine's really a relationship it's like a camp for football grownups where you get all the GMs and the personnel people and they they screw around, they have steak dinners, um, and you get a lot of business done. Um, I don't care much about the players testing. Um, you know, it's like these personal workouts and testing. I, I do think, you know, there's a trend over the last several years that quarterbacks don't throw at this thing. I think every draft has a really interesting player. Um, I mean, I think without question, everybody knows it's good wide receiver, good offensive tackle class. Really good. Three or four really high end receivers, three or four really good offensive tackles. You could have six offensive tackles taken in the first round. That's a huge number Uh, the quarterbacks. There's a lot of talent. But I think the most interesting player in the draft is going to be J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, who had a great coach, a great O line, a great run game and a great defense in a conference, frankly, that's kind of Ohio State and everybody else outside of Michigan. I mean that's about the only team Michigan faced that has equal talent. In the SEC even though Alabama can be great, there's Georgia, there's LSU, uh There's a lot of teams that can stack up athletically, three or four teams at the top. Ohio State and Michigan just looked different than everybody else. And McCarthy benefited from that. Now, he won a lot of games, but they didn't really rely on him. He didn't throw many touchdown passes. uh, His biggest games were often against, I mean, he had, I think it was half of his touchdown passes against three teams, all of them awful. East Carolina, Michigan State, and Indiana. He had half of his touchdown totals and he only had one game with three touchdown passes, I believe. Uh, Pennix had like 10. uh, uh, Bo Nix had seven. Um, I think he had one game with either, was it 300 yards passing or three touchdown passes. My big concern is he's really slender. And let me give an example. So I've used this before, is that um, Aaron Rodgers and I are the same height. And I've seen Aaron a couple times up close. He doesn't look thick. He weighs 225 pounds. I'm the same height and I weigh 195. I work out every day. I'm in pretty good shape. Um, You would view me as slender. If you looked at Aaron, you would view him as sort of slender. He carries 30 pounds more than me at the same height, chest, shoulders, butt. It's that thickness. Years ago, I asked somebody about Aaron. I said, he doesn't look that big. And this person said, look at his calves. Look at his butt. Look at his shoulders. Look at his wrists. There's a difference. When Johnny Manziel came into the league, he just didn't. He didn't have the size and the shoulders, the butt, the hips, um, the wrist. He just wasn't big enough. And so I look at JJ McCarthy, and he's six three. So he is taller than Aaron Rodgers by an inch and a half, and he weighs twenty to twenty three pounds less. That is that's noticeable to me. He comes across as slender. And, you know, it's somebody an NFL executive said he looks like a stretched out Bryce Young. And I never thought of that. But in in the context of body types, it 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 kind of it kind of matches. And so I think McCarthy is fascinating. I know two people who I really like in the NFL executives think he's a ham just don't really see it. I know somebody else, Randy Mueller, a former executive in the league, works for The Athletic now, really likes J.J. McCarthy. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh loves him. He's rooting for his guys. I don't know quite what to make of him. Now, I didn't like Zach Wilson of the Jets out of college. I like J.J. McCarthy more. Uh, I think he throws a better ball and a more consistent ball. Um, you know, I didn't like Johnny Manziel out of college. I think J.J. McCarthy is a much, much better prospect. Um I didn't like Tebow at all to at college, obviously. I mean, Tebow couldn't throw a consistent NFL football. It's not like I don't think he has talent. I do think JJ has talent, but the body type, um, it's just, it's a completely different sport. I mean, the NFL, I remember when Johnny Manziel came into the league and he was a runaround guy, gave Alabama's great defenses all sorts of fits. And it, I think it was a preseason game. He's playing for Cleveland. I think they played Washington. Is that the one where he gave somebody the finger? And he rolled out and, you know, he thought I'm gonna get around this defensive end and he could not outrun a defensive end in the NFL. And in that moment, I'm like, yep, not gonna work. Cause his game is movement. It's just not gonna work. Lamar Jackson moves, you can't stop him. Michael Vick moves, Steve Young moved. They got around the corner. So a lot of times, you know, you play in college, high school and college, and what works for you does not work, does not translate to the NFL. So I'm just fascinated with J.J. McCarthy to see if it does. Um, I just don't quite see it. Now, you could say, Colin, you didn't see C.J. Stroud. No. I said, Lance Zerline, who works at NFL.com, a draft analyst, he said Jared Goff was his comp. And I, and I said probably 10 times on the air, that's a good comp. Out of college, I didn't see a lot of juice with Jared Goff, but I thought he threw a beautiful ball from the pocket. I didn't see a lot of juice until the Georgia game on C.J. Stroud, but he throws a beautiful ball out of the pocket. And Zerline was on the herd yesterday on FS1 and talked about that, that people give him crap for that. But if you go look at Jared Goff's second-year numbers and C.J. Stroud's first-year numbers, uh, C.J. got a great first coach. Jared Goff didn't. They're very similar. So J.J. McCarthy is going to be really, really interesting to me. Um, You know, like this was the best Michigan team perhaps ever, And the best team in college football, I thought significantly, with a great O-line and a really powerful run game and a great coach. Very Alabama-like. And if you start looking at all these Alabama quarterbacks, the Bryce Youngs and the Tua's, you know, they looked Mac Jones. Boy, did we really like them out of college. And then you get to the NFL behind an average offensive line and you don't really have a number one receiver. That's what J.J. McCarthy feels like to me. The great coach, the great O-line, the great run game, the great defense support, playing with a lead, getting very good field position, just like Tua and Mac Jones and Alabama quarterbacks time and time again. Then they get into the NFL and they trail and they don't have a good offensive line and they're moving and J.J. McCarthy weighs six three, two hundred and three pounds, and he probably needs 22 pounds more with that size. So we'll see. He is, to me, the most interesting player in the first round. All right, little instant reaction. Dubs picked up their seven straight road win. Beat a Knicks team without Julius Randle, but Andrew Wiggins didn't play. I think it's a really interesting Warriors team that's got a mix of old and young. They finally have some front court size, play sort of the same style, up-tempo. And and if you don't understand Draymond Green tonight, Draymond Green is, (laughs) you know, I wrote down some of the, Comments on Draymond Green. That dude, this team, since Draymond Green came back from his suspension, the Warriors lead the NBA in points and assists. Tonight he had six assists. It's like the line of demarcation. If you don't get the value of Draymond Green, if you watch the Warriors game with the next night in the garden, constantly coaching, constantly talking, communication, he's Steve Kerr sees this. He's so. Valuable. He's not Steph Curry valuable, but beyond that, he is so valuable to the Warriors and his age and communication skills with all these young players. They kept miking him on TNT throughout the game. Every time you hear Draymond Green coaching, teaching, assignments, communication, you either get it or you don't. I just love him. All right, instant reaction. We'll see you tomorrow, FS1. The volume. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, take a moment, rate, and review. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport.